before we start Jessica Jones, um, start talking about Jessica Jones, we should acknowledge something we talked about on the previous episode. Mm. Um, when I believe we were talking about who had won Oscars or who had been nominated for Oscars in uh, Avengers Endgame. And uh, we mentioned William Hurt. And then we said something along the lines of uh, he's winning. And then there was a pause and we said something along the lines of he's winning at life. Which, which, he, which he was for which a while. Which he was for a while, yes. <laughs> um, I should point out, it wasn't until several days later that we discovered that he died. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know why I'm laughing, because it, it was a total misunderstanding. But the joke was not about him being dead at all. It wasn't, no. We weren't like, oh, no, he actually lost at life, literally. We were saying he was winning at life. And then when you messaged me on WhatsApp, like, he's dead? I was like, stuff it, he's not. And apparently he died the day we recorded the podcast. He died, like, it's almost like he died as we were recording the podcast. Maybe as we said, winning at life, dead. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> so if we say, we'll have to say this about, like, Putin or something. And yeah, but, the world no. and oh, I'm scared to do it in case he sends something our way. But maybe maybe do it in code. <laughs> Morse more code. A little wink at you, yeah, because yeah. he would never, he'd never know how to decode Morse. That's like the trickiest of all the codes, isn't it? Yeah, I the way I found out was um, uh, my friend Tony listened to the podcast. Hello, Tony. Um, I don't know if he, he listens to the film ones. I don't know if he'll listen to this one, but I'm sure I'll get a WhatsApp when he listens to what I just said then. But anyway, um, he WhatsApp me as he was listening to it, and he said. Um, uh, I just lolled at you saying William Hurt was winning at life. And I was like, oh, why do you lo- why was why was that the most hilarious part? We're we're hilarious, but like, why was yes. that the most hilarious part? That was just a throwaway <laughs> comment. So I actually I looked up William Hurt because I thought, is there something about William Hurt's career I'm not aware of? And it turns out it wasn't just his career, it was his life <laughs> that was I wasn't aware of. <laughs> I but love all, that you found that hilarious though but I just I had no idea there, like usually there'd be a news article but I get all my news from BBC and BBC's just like Russia Ukraine Russia Ukraine Russia Ukraine at the moment so to be fair that's a big deal and we're not going to knock it like that it, news it, it is a big deal but even when I went to the entertainment section there was nothing and I'm like I'm sorry this is an Oscar winning famous actor like really famous it's weird it's weird the sort of people that people want to read about who have died like there are certain mm. people I remember when I was working they die and everyone like so and then other people die and they're like we need a story on this right now and you'd be like oh okay I'm sorry I just assumed we would we didn't care about anyone who died not just five percent of the people who die so whenever like uh, someone some kind of singer from a band in the 70s that my parents are a really big fan of and they're like oh my god he died and I'll go I don't know who that is. <laughs> I still think the worst shift I ever did was um, I did the Christmas shift and George Michael died. Oh, the 2016 Christmas where everyone died. Everyone yeah. died. And then literally, was it Carrie Fisher the next day? It was died? Carrie Fisher and then her mother, Debbie Reynolds, a day later. That was, and was so Alan sad. was that year as well? He was that year. I don't think he was at Christmas, but he was that year. Yeah. I remember it being because I was in the car because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on shift, but you're supposed to have like, you know, you're on call rather than on all the time so I was like I've got time to nip to the shops or something and while I was in the car I was like I got a little alert and it was like Carrie Fisher's in I was like turn the car around (laughs) 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 but the George Michael one was really surreal because I'd obviously I mean I don't I 
not to be boring I don't drink but everyone around me was very drunk since Christmas mm. and then George Michael was dead and I was having to write all these stories and everyone was just playing like careless whisper and crying around me and slowly <laughs> dancing and I was like this is the most surreal experience of my life so that was the yeah. year Victoria Woods Prince and David Bowie all went as well I think that was, was all a- the same year were they all the same age or nearish the same age as well weren't they 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 would have been roughly the same age mm. I guess yeah but um yeah, it was just an insane massacre of celebrities that year. I know, it was like the original COVID year, wasn't it? Look at mm-hmm. that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Apparently they, they compared it to another one. I think it was 1978 when loads and loads of very, like, old Hollywood people died in very quick succession. I think, I think it was 1977, 1978 or something like that. And you look it up, you're like, wow, <laughs> everyone died that year. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It must be like certain like gaps and maybe it's like wouldn't it be cool if someone did like oh no it's too dark but he did like a horror movie set in Mm. Hollywood and it's like a serial killer who targets celebrities but makes it look like a drugs overdose oh that's that would be too triggering and controversial I think I think it would be I was like oh this is great and then as I said it's like it's not though is it that's just horrible (laughs) have you seen theater of blood no Oh, that's such a fun film. It's a very campy horror film from like the 70s, but it's got Vincent Price and he plays this actor whose career was ended by a bunch of critics who like, like completely destroyed him for his performance. So he kills them off in the style of Shakespearean deaths. So like he one critic has like these two poodles and he's like they're my babies I love my babies and he like kills the poodles cooks them and feeds them to the critic without the critic realizing it like in Titus Andronicus. And yeah, stuff like oh. that. I can't remember any of the other deaths. But also, really like silly. Cartman does that to Scott. <gasps> Scott Tenement. That is such a good yeah. episode. That is Kill parents of dark. dark. I love the way I, so I'm talking happily about this with you. I was recently invited on a radio show and I ended up turning it down because mm. the it was about um, Hogwarts. But it was oh, like, right, yeah. like, which house should you be in? And I was like, oh, are you going to? Are you going to at least acknowledge the situation that's happening in the media around she who mm. must not be named? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do it because. God, it it's, feels... like, it's like, hello, 2008 calling. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just felt weird about it. I was like, I felt like you'd have to, because it, especially it was like two days after the whole situation of International Women's Day. Mm. And I was like, oh, no. But you see, I, I won't do that, but I will happily crack jokes about people dying, apparently, accidentally. Bad of us. But yes, good to get that out of the way. You know what it is? It's a double standard and humanity is full of double standards. So we shouldn't be ashamed to have a double standard. And that's, and I think that's, a, that's, that's my TED double... talk. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. That's it. End the podcast now. Done. <laughs> Stop the recording. Yeah. Hello and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show! How do we segue into Jessica Jones in a nice Let's way? Let's go. Oh, International Women's Day, women-centric superhero series. Nice. That's the seg- that's the sound of a segue. 
I thought this was a very lacklustre season. It did get the lowest score on Rotten Tomatoes for all the Joneses. Deservedly so. I think it's the problem is they had to kind of end it, but they couldn't end it in a way that would make comic book fans happy because she's supposed to be of Luke Cage, so she can't mm. really be with anyone else. And you kind of want her to almost be with someone else to show that she's moved on and she's letting people into her life now. It ends a bit with a fizzle. And it also ends really darkly with Trish. It does end really darkly. and But, I mean, I, I didn't mind that so much. I think my problem with it is that it felt like there wasn't much at stake with this. Like, in the first one, you're, you're, the first one is like, the first series was terrifying because you're like, how the hell is she going to defeat Kilgrave? Like, the moment you go near him, he's just going to be like, don't kill me. And then she's just going to do it because he controls minds. Like, you're just there for 13 episodes. Like, how is this possibly going to happen? And then the mm-hmm. second one, she's coming up against her mother. So you think, how is she going to navigate this little dilemma here? Because her mother is very dangerous, but she's her mother, la, la, la. And in this third one, I'm, I was like, I don't, I don't really see what's at stake. What's, what's the problem here? Trish is doing being bad. The sisterhood is at stake, literally. <laughs> what? There's barely any sisterhood in it. Like they're, they're estranged at the beginning. They partner up for a bit and then they're estranged again. And yeah. I think it is quite sad when she's like, would you kill me, Trish? And then Trish tries to kill her. And it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, she she was going to kill you. I mean, we find out Jessica, she could have defeated her. It's annoying because like Trish, I feel like her and Jessica, like you say, it would have been better almost if they hadn't been estranged at the beginning and they'd felt mm. more like a, a gradual crumbling. Yeah, and it's possibly. kind of weird as well because when she goes off to prison, she's like, "Ah, oh, I'm a bad guy," and you're like, "Yeah, Trish, you are a bad guy." It, it is. It is that moment of, <laughs> "Am I the bad guy?" Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're like, "Yes, yeah. obviously, you were murdering innocent people. What do you think that says about you?" I think that's it. There's um, it's it's quite good how Trish is sort of representing how Jessica Jones could go if mm. she did hadn't had her experiences in the first two series, plus the Defenders, I suppose. Those have been very sobering experiences for her. I guess this season was about little bads rather than big bads. But then there's no kind of dilemma about it. It's like, yeah, Trish is bad. You need to stop her. That's it. And you can do it. Jeopardy is like, will she kill her? But I had absolutely no doubt that Jessica would not kill her. Like, there'd be some other way. I just didn't feel... Uh, much drive with that Hogarth yes Hogarth is very very evil in this season and I did enjoy I actually enjoyed her storyline a lot more than Jessica's Mm. one in this but I always do I love storylines about people just being horrible and horrific you could almost have her in spin-off couldn't she like just the legal series (laughs) what's she up to she's so evil Hogarth (laughs) boom happy Hogarth (laughs) happy Hogarth She's not there. That's the irony. She, she like destroys someone's soul and goes, "What am I like?" <laughs> she literally does, and she she never learns, does she? Like she never learns like how to treat people in relationships. She's always I, like a manipulative little shrew. I did really enjoy the bit where she she thinks she's got like this this um, ex lover of hers that she's trying to get back from the lover's husband. Um, there is the bit where. She's like, oh, look, your husband's having an affair with someone. Isn't that bad? And she's just like, we're in an open relationship. And Hogarth's like, oh. And I found that so funny. And I loved that. I was like, ooh, this person's almost untouchable. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Just morals are different nowadays. You've got to be less traditional and entrenched in your 
heteronormative views, Hogarth. But it, exactly, it shows that she is trying to bring someone down based more on society's prudishness. But actually, she eventually brings down the husband because he's actually committed a crime and a pretty horrible one at, at that because it involves their daughter who died as well. And and yeah, yeah. Um, and that, it, yeah. But then she's almost done some good by exposing that. That should be exposed. Interesting, isn't it? Because I don't think that Hogarth is redeemable. Well, she is redeemable. Mm. But I don't think she was redeemable within the amount of episodes we've been given. I think you'd no. almost need like another few series for her to be finding happiness. I guess she, she regrets her actions at some point. When she sees the bad guy dead in the lift, she's like, oh, dear God. Like yeah. she, She's like, I was involved in this. Uh, what am I like? Happy what Hogarth. Like? I know she's just going to end up alone in that beautiful apartment of hers forever, wishing she were able to she's, die. She's such a um, Havisham character, isn't she? She's she like, is. I'm alone with my cobwebs, my extravagant gowns. Oh, yeah, I thought so. And actually, now we're talking about these characters, I do love the way they weave in so many female characters. And it doesn't feel like tokenism or I don't know. Like sometimes when you have lots of female characters, it's like, oh, they're trying to do something clever. They have lots of women. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this just felt very like natural. They were all great characters, very well written and very interesting. So that's always nice. Good exactly. It's, other show. it's it's not. Um, I suppose they do. People do stunty things like they have an all female cast for this new Shakespearean production and that sort of mm. thing. And that's good and all. But actually, what you want is kind of the opposite of what most shows do. And most shows are like majority men with a few female characters. Yeah. Um, but this is majority women with a few male characters, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of it's just the opposite of what's usually done and it's not about you know um it's not just about being women although it's somewhat about that it's it's just like inverting the the gender balance of it yeah exactly like what was i watching the other day i was watching turning red which is a new disney film (gasps) i loved turning red i thought it was really fun oh good it's so good and it's yeah it is really fun and it's an all-female team behind it Mm. And it is majority female characters, but again, it's not something you really, it doesn't feel horrible, like horribly noticeable when you're watching it. Cause it is just about these girls and it feels very like in keeping with and the way they depict did. the onset of puberty and stuff. It, it's not exclusively a female experience, although the, the main characters are female, like uh, boys go through the same experience and I think would identify with it as well. Shall we go through some plots? This, yes this... but while we while we've mentioned netflix it is interesting that jessica jones is on disney plus now is it not it is so all the netflix series we call them netflix series they're not netflix series anymore they're disney plus series is now mm-hmm. and therefore i think that very much opens it up to comebacks comebacks i think it does too i was actually wondering so jessica jones i know we said it ends on a sort of final note but it doesn't really because there's lots of possibility for her to do something new and i wonder absolutely if left open yeah I mean, I know they've done a few bits and bobs that suggest they are going to do something with the Netflix characters. So I'm intrigued to see what they've got planned. Anyway, um, season three of Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is helping people um, in her own inimitable way, in mm-hmm. a, you know, with her very sardonic look and her ruthlessness and stuff. Um, and she has a new sassy secretary now, who I loved. The character that's very much made for someone like for our kind of people we love those sort of characters i was like i need a i need a sassy secretary what's she called jillian jillian wasn't yes, it jillian jillian i need a sassy secretary like that i was like 
you could have no skills whatsoever, but because you have comebacks, I like you. I'm hiring you. <laughs> I could have used more of her, to be honest. It was a shame she wasn't like back at the end of it. She uh, was barely in it. I was a bit worried at first that they'd introduced her as being kind of funny, but also a good voice for Jessica. And I was like, oh no, they're going to kill her off. They're going to kill her off. They're going to kill her gonna off. They're going to fridge but her. They, they did. Yeah, they, I thought they were going to fridge her, um, but they didn't. I didn't realize till I looked up the actress that she's transgender as well. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I looked up the actress just to be like, what else is she in? I want to find out where she's from. And then the personal life section of Wikipedia gave all the details. So, yeah. What else is she in? Did it say? Uh, it didn't really tell me much, actually. <laughs> I don't think she's been in... Well, she might have been in stuff. She's just, she hasn't been in stuff I've seen. Therefore, I forgot what she's in. <laughs> that's fair. Malcolm is working for Jerry Hogarth. He has a girlfriend at work with him, but he's a bit uncertain about Jerry's unscrupulous methods in obtaining information or framing people or destroying people's lives and souls. Happy what Hogarth, is, la la la. What is she like? What is she like? <laughs> um, Hogarth is also struggling with her ALS. Um, and there's that scene where she asked Jessica to um, assist her in dying at one point and Jessica refuses to do it um she's like could you slowly poison me to death and she's like no yeah. <laughs> no but like they have a such a sort of um toxic relationship between the two I think Jessica was like no I want you to suffer because that's like Hogarth's ultimate nightmare is living and being weak mm. and suffering and or seeing as perceiving herself as weak I suppose it's I interesting say. that she won't do it herself as well yeah she can't bring herself to do it she looked almost ashamed of the fact that she couldn't bring herself to do that she doesn't have enough you know she can't do it yeah it's a weird one because i know they've got what's it called Dig- dignitas dignitas yeah, yeah is that where you fly off and you it's can... in, in switzerland where um with the assist in dying yeah yeah what's the rules in america i know it's illegal here I would assume, I suppose it varies from state to state. I would assume mostly illegal, um, mm, unless, uh, except in some circumstances. I think there are circumstances where you can hear, I think. I think it's very, very extenuating circumstances, maybe. I don't know. I don't know um, why I said maybe that's why, as if I mean, it's, it's illegal, but what would like what would happen to her if it happened? She, she, she's untouchable then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's sad. I hope she finds a way to live with what she has. Trish's mum, Dorothy, visits Jessica Jones and asks her for help in finding Trish. But obviously Jessica Jones and Trish are estranged at the moment because Trish killed Jessica Jones's mum. Good reason, I would say. It's fair, yeah. I'm surprised um, Jess didn't just kill Dorothy to prove, like, you know, tipped out. Everyone's, everyone's even again. And again, like I said, Dorothy, I think, is presented quite well. Like, she's still kind of pushy and manipulative, but you get there's an episode with those flashbacks that kind of explain why she's like that but she she is also presented as actually being quite good at it like good at making judgment stuff because when trish is doing all the online shopping channel stuff and she's and dorothy's behind the scenes choosing merchandise choosing her outfits and that sort of thing i'm like she knows what she's doing actually she knows how she knows the world of this so more and more she's kind of channeling her skills into good as opposed to evil <laughs> and Je- jessica jones at first refuses to find trish but she does anyway 
Um, and she discovers that Trish is working as an undercover vigilante because she now has powers. Yeah, man, we saw that happen. Hellcat is in business. Is that what she's called in the comic books by any chance? It is. It is what she's called in the comic books. They did They did do a nod to it. One of the episodes was called AKA Hellcat. And the bit where they showed flashbacks of Trish adjusting to her powers and stuff, and she had to go find a costume. And there was one costume she put on and she went, no way, to the mirror. And I was like, is that the costume of her character in the comic books? Oh, it might be one of them. Yeah. It was like yellow with like a... Oh, it must be, because she had the mask that made her look a bit like Catwoman, but it was like yellow and green or something. Yeah, 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 that is it. I've only got one issue of it, and it was weird, because they only did it in like that really old-fashioned paper. Oh, right, really. Like, it's just not a glossy comic. Like old Beano's? Yeah, 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 like an old Beano, that's what I've got of it. And yeah, she does it like that, so uh-huh. that's it. And is she bad in the comics, or is she a hero in the comics? She's kind of like Batman, grey, airy-airy type vibe. She's also not Trish, uh, she's also not Jessica Jones's sister in the comics. They just kind of added her in. I think because in the comics, Jessica Jones's best friend is Captain Marvel. It's someone like that. I can't remember which superhero it is now. So they kind of had to replace that in. So they brought in a sister for her. Um, Jessica also meets and is charmed by a man called Eric Gelden. Um, and he is also, also has a power. He gets really horrible headaches when he's in the vicinity of someone who has evil intent. I love the power of an empath. I think that's cool. Yeah, but he he is in total pain when he's near like a bad person. I'd love Pick a bit. I'd love. I would have loved a bit more exploration of it. Like, how evil does the person have to be for him to feel stuff? Like, because surely if he if he felt any kind of immorality, he'd go near anyone and be like, "Ow, that hurts," because everyone's done something not not held a door open for someone who's behind you or yeah so does he feel that does he feel that for someone who um has nicked a taxi or has not paid for a bus one time or does he own yeah hasn't tipped or has he or does he only feel it for people who have murdered or have intent to murder you know Mm, or is it for people i wonder if it's for people who do bad things with no remorse is the lack of remorse that he feels, maybe. Yeah, you see, this is why I liked Endgame, because it really clearly laid out the rules of time travel. Mm. So you understood where you were. This one, we don't know what the rules are. There's this episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that's like a musical episode, and they just have this song that goes like, what are the rules? What are the rules? <laughs> and that's how I feel all the time when people don't clarify what's going on, because I need to know exactly how powers work for me to make it make sense and in if, my brain. if you set the rules you can that can develop the story if you set it in a really good way can't it so yeah because yeah, he goes in little spin-off series as well so yeah yeah it was kind of exactly it was kind of vague exactly um how how empathic he is when it comes to villainy i went with the no remorse thing because when he's near salinger who's the main villain Salinger's like completely psychopathic, has no remorse whatsoever for the murder. He actually is glad to have murdered these people. And that's when he's like really feeling lots of pain when he's around mm. him. Um, so I figured, I, that's why I figured the no remorse theory. Maybe a fourth series will help us understand it. Wink, Disney, wink. Come on, Disney, give us the best series and have a go. <laughs> you know, it's good for it. Um, and he, so Jessica Jones and Erica hooking up and a masked man comes to Jessica Jones' apartment and stabs her. <gasps> She has to have her spleen removed. (laughs) 
I love that you didn't just go, she has to go to hospital. You were like, I'm going to go super specific of what. It's what happens in the story. She has her I spleen removed. Though. I love it. It's such a good synopsis. Spleen. I always out. worry when she had her spleen removed. I was really worried that actually her powers would go, and it turns out that her powers were in her spleen all along. Is the spleen one of those bits of our body where we don't really know what it does? I think it's like a completely useless thing. It's not like you can only, you can live with like one kidney or have your appendix out. I think it's one of those things where it does do something, but you don't really need it. It's a bit superfluous. Well, I like assume so, because she survives without one, so... She is super, though. She's super, super. Yeah, true, true. It would have been interesting if, like, in Hercules, would I take his powers away for the day? If it had been a Jessica Jones powerless. Mm. So, like, like Samson's hair, but it's actually mm. your spleen. Maybe it was a mistranslation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hairy spleen. <clears throat> and then that's how she and Trish reunite at the hospital. But they still take a little while to fully reinvigorates i was re, re, reconnect reconnect there we go that's the word i was looking for i was like reencapsulate. that's not a word i thought you were gonna say reincarnate and i was like interesting <laughs> i guess so reincarnate their relationship they brought way. something back from the dead yeah um but jessica um obviously she wants to go after the stabber and realized the stabber was not actually after her he was after eric <gasps> um and eric was on has been on the trail of people who he senses are evil and he's been blackmailing them in order to get money. And that's what he does. So he must feel like a pang every time he does that because that's evil himself. Maybe, but then he's doing it towards people who deserve much worse. Interesting. Again, the rules would be good here, wouldn't it? What are the rules? What, what are the rules? Are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> we need to know. Um, and the, the stabber, the attacker in question is a guy called Ger- Gregory P. Salinger. And he's like total psychopath, like mm. superiority complex to the max. Like he exceeds in all things. He has several degrees and stuff. He considers himself to be better than everyone because he is achieving. And by achieving, I mean academic and kills people. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a proper Bateman, isn't he? Really? Mm. Also, his name is, it does sound like when I heard it, it sounded like an actual serial killer's name. Gregory P. Salinger. Yeah, yeah. Like there'd be a wicked. There'd be a Wikipedia article. Ryan Murphy did a series about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, he was, and it was off-tone. and it was camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I was just thinking if they did do a spin-off about Eric, it would be a very it wouldn't be that great, but it would be called like the empath, and it would just be him like, oh. <laughs> he goes near someone who's robbing a bank, goes, ow, my head. And then that's the end of the episode. I'll call the police because he doesn't really do anything else. Just like, oh, I sense it. He can't. He's totally debilitated with like migraines and stuff when he's near Mm. a bad person. So yeah, he's a bit, but sorry, back to Salinger. Salinger, I did like the fact that he was quite a regular guy and that you Mm. saw him as a wrestling teacher, a wrestling coach, and he's like quite nice and normal and stuff. And it sort of shows how these people can end up like part of society High-functioning um, psychopaths, aren't they? Exactly. It's yeah. interesting because they said I did watch this documentary once about psychopaths and how they're portrayed in media. And mm. the most realistic one, apparently, is Tony Soprano. Oh, I never watched The Sopranos. Oh, well, that's not going to be very helpful for you then. Basically, <laughs> like I think it's basically saying like they're not mad and they're not. Mm. You, you know, you can't spot a psychopath really. It's just like odd things they do. Like mm. they they lack empathy. So you normally find them working in like 
it's going to sound real mean, but like as surgeons and positions right. where they you kind of want someone who can switch off from what they're doing. Interesting. Um, so they're channeling, I, they're channeling how their mind works in something quite good, but they're not doing it for good. They're doing it because yeah. you can. I guess you want a, a psychopath in a disaster situation, apparently, because mm. they are able to direct and just figure out what needs to be done. <laughs> or they they had um people on there who were psychopaths talking, and they were like, mm. you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to murder people just means I don't care about people. And I was like, oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I would rather that, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you don't care about me. Hardly anyone cares about me in London. This is fine. <laughs> um, during all this, Hogarth has reconnected with an old flame of hers called Kith Leon. Um, and Kith is a musician who's married to a college professor. Um, and true to form, Hogarth wants Kith back, so he uses Malcolm to get the dirt on them to break them up, because that's what normal people do. And, uh, she's another high-functioning psychopath right there. And yet, like I said, at first Malcolm finds out that Kith's husband is having an affair, but they have an open relationship. So Hogarth's like, ah, shit, can't do that, anything like that. Um, but then he discovers that the husband has been embezzling funds from a scholarship program that he and Kith set up in their dead daughter's memory. WTF. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's a real bad look for him. <laughs> like, literally, like, that's that's the crime that is just devastating. That's just horrible. Like, I it's, like, it's a yeah. crime publicly and personally. Like, but on... I just I just love how they went with the affair first. Like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, no way. He's embezzling funds. <laughs> <laughs> From your dead daughter's question. Maybe we should have gone there in the first place. Like you said, like, Malcolm doesn't really like this part of his job. So I guess he's mm. sort of like, just get it done. He doesn't think about the consequences. And I suppose it wouldn't be so bad if, like, exposing that crime, it's good that it's exposed and, and that sort of thing. But then it leads to the college professor completing suicide and that's mm. where it's kind of that's I suppose where most of the guilt on Malcolm's part comes from is that it's it's destroyed a man's life and okay he did a bad thing but he didn't des- he shouldn't have died because of it and stuff but obviously Hogarth's like well you know he's out of the picture so I get Kith now <laughs> Jessica Jones and Trish they've teamed up now um they work out their differences in order to catch Salinger because they're like Salinger's a bad man and they find where he keeps his victims' bodies in like a big sort of oil tanker thing. Mm. Um, but it was booby-trapped, but they managed to get Salinger arrested. Um, however, um, Eric cannot testify against Salinger because Eric obviously has evidence of this because then that would reveal that Eric was blackmailing lots of people. Um, and then Hogarth, Hogarth becomes Salinger's attorney, at which point you're like, oh no, oh God he's definitely getting up i mean we'll say what you can about the woman but she definitely is good at her job she is really good at her job again you need psychopaths for jobs like these you do that's why they say the devil works hard but hogarth works harder or Mm. insert psychopath's name works harder in fact those are the lyrics to her theme song in her sitcom the devil works hard hogarth works harder happy hogarth (laughs) i really want it to be a thing Um, (laughs) it is now if we say it enough it'll become a thing it's true Come on, Disney. Um, Eric would have not fared well in prison either, would he, if he'd gone in? No, he no, oh my god, he wouldn't get out of bed, would he? <laughs> he'd just be crippled on the floor in pain the whole time. Salinger and Hogarth they publicly publicly criticize powered people. This is like the beginning of the Incredibles when they're like, 
um, oh, you power people, you think you know better than us, but we don't need saving and all that stuff. It's that kind of vibe. And they say they don't like vigilantes like Jessica Jones. And that's all part of their legal case about this is that he's innocent and that vigilantes have gone too far. It's such, um, a, such a trope, isn't it? I feel like everyone has one of those these vigilantes until they go. I need a I need a vigilante. Again, it 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 again. It didn't feel like much was at stake. It didn't feel like the the tide was turning in his favor at any point. He was saying this on national television, and Jessica's like, ugh, and Trisha's like, oh my god, that's awful and stuff. And that was about it, really. Like I feel like it would have been more. <laughs> dynamic if they'd showed the public like actually turning against Jessica actually being influenced by this or something I don't know it's true yeah and also this is a world in which the Avengers exist so I feel like everyone's kind of on board with vigilantes yeah surely they'd be like uh no they saved us from Thanos duh oh but is this after Thanos or before Uh, oh because this is because Thanos well it would be between the snap and between them reversing the snap because the snap happens in several years time after the, the, the reversing the snap happens next year technically <laughs> it would have been interesting if they'd snapped away someone like if they'd said it just after the unsnap it could have had that was why trish was missing that like she'd been snapped and now she's back mm. <gasps> because they could have thought that's why she was missing if it was during it's weird that it's, no one considered it as an option the snap just doesn't happen in this. i know does I it? try it's, so hard to make the snap happen. It's we've weird. Done it. we, we, we've had so many TV series in between Infinity War and Endgame and they haven't acknowledged anything that happened in those films. It's weird. Little pockets of New York, absolutely fine, untouched by the snap. Maybe that, yeah. Maybe they go to another part of New York and go, what? what what's wrong? Why are you crying? Where's your family? <laughs> like, why are you crying? <laughs> Hell's That's Kitchen is fine. Is that high functioning psychopath in you? <laughs> like, why are you crying? Why are you crying? <laughs> why are tears leaking from? Why is water leaking from your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm doesn't like what Hogarth and Salinger are doing, um, but he finds out that Jessica Jones and Trish are working together because Trish breaks into his office to get info from his computer. Um, he confronts her, but then lets her go. But it is filmed. But his girlfriend sees the film and edits it so that Hogarth doesn't find out. So mm-hmm. this is Malcolm kind of breaking off from Hogarth very gradually, basically. You would um, need to. You'd need to wean yourself off her. Very gradually. And in the safest way possible so that she doesn't destroy it. Like, make sure there are no skeletons in your closet. Or if you have, oh, yeah. you have dissolved those bones in acids so there's <laughs> no trace whatsoever. Yes. It's a, it's a visceral metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah, so Jessica Jones and Trish, this uh, this did shock me. This Jessica Jones and Trish get Dorothy's help to make Jessica Jones's publicity more positive, but obviously that doesn't go so well. And then Salinger starts contacting them and is leaving clues about what who his next victim will be. And they go after all sorts of different people. Their video footage from behind of this woman in different place, and they're just going all over the show trying to find out who it is. They think they find the woman. They think she's safe. They think she's not murdered. But no, the person who got murdered was Dorothy, Trish's mum. I know, that is sad, isn't it? It's a weird twist. She gets fridged, but not really, because we don't really love Dorothy. I thought that was a very good twist in this. Um, it's such a sneaky serial killer move, isn't it? That's what they're like. There was... It's sort of, yeah, I felt very like, um, yeah, I, I was watching this, like he's dropping all these alleged clues about who he's going to murder, but I'm like, 
it, surely he's just going to murder anyone and just trick you with some clues, which I guess is what he basically did. Well, you should respect the clues. It's like when you're at, at a psychic reading and they just are so vague that it could be applied to anyone in the room. Mm. So that he could be like, oh, I'm getting something, I'm getting something. It's um, it's a woman with hair. And you're like, oh, it's this woman over here. And it's like, no, I met that woman That's over there. It. They're going after like the back of this woman who's just wearing all black and a big hat. And I'm like, that could be anyone in New York. I'm surprised they even managed to track her down. And, um, and at no point in this whole treasure hunt I call it I call it a treasure hunt like it's fun I'm at no point in this hunt for this woman do do they kind of stop and go hang on should we trust the crazy psychopathic superiority complex killer or should we not trust him no let's trust him Uh, why would he lie to us the people he wants to manipulate and hurt the most precisely he wants us to stop him murdering (laughs) He's not toying with us. Have they watched no crime dramas? Because the serial killer will always toy with the person who's chasing them. In reality, that does not happen. No. At all. It just no. doesn't. I think the closest they ever came was like, like there was that famous note that was sent to the police by allegedly Jack the Ripper, but they don't actually think it was from Jack the Ripper. They think it was just from some attention seeker. Um, and apparently the Zodiac killer called up some chat show, but no one thinks that was the actual Zodiac killer because they think it was probably just some fraud or something. Well, it must be because he's so good, he or she, Zodiac killer, so good at keeping their identity a secret. And then what, they just ring up a TV show like, guys, it's me. It's the equivalent of ringing up like Lorraine Kelly and being, yeah. <laughs> being like, shh, don't tell anyone. Trish, of course, assaults Salinger big time. And he uses this in his case against superheroes. He's like, oh, she beat me up. All um, I did was kill her mom. Like, yeah, all I did was kill her mom. Now she beat me up. Um, he also uses it to blackmail Jessica Jones and Trish into get. Oh, yes. So he uses that to blackmail them into getting rid of evidence that they have that proves that he committed the first murder he ever did, which was uh, his high school friends that he buried under a gazebo. Oh, yeah, that was very Brookside, wasn't it? That was so Brookside. But also, like, I, I was, when um, Jessica Jones arrives at their house, this family have, like, their son disappeared many years ago. They think he was murdered, but they're not quite sure. They've never managed to work out where he is. And she worked it out in, like, 15 minutes. Like, she works yeah. out, oh, she's under, he's under the gazebo. <laughs> Which what? I thought was really funny. Trish goes on a murderous rampage, obviously, um jessica jones at one point becomes under an investigation for it because no one knows who trish actually is they don't realize it's trish who's doing it apart from her um her disguise is that good her disguise that mask covers everything um (laughs) malcolm comes clean with hogarth about the videotape and quits and goes back to jessica jones's employment (laughs) kith is being sued by someone because of her deceased husband's embezzlement and accepts Hogarth's unscrupulous tactics slash romantic advances. The two are like a Venn diagram right now. Unscrupulousness, romantic <laughs> romanticness. Oh, she is the best legal brain in the business, but she does want me to sleep with her. What to do? And she is fabulously wealthy. She right? is, and that apartment, we're not going to lie, is pretty good. So That is so, it's so nice, that apartment. Really Prime nice. real estate. It's, it, I mean, it, you mentioned about it being about sisterhood, and I guess that's what it is, isn't it? Is that... Um, Je- Jessica Jones and Trish they have a lot more success when they're partnered up 
Like when they're yes. partnered, they find Salinger. They find where he keeps the bodies and all that sort of thing. And it's when they're driven apart that they can't quite achieve what they want to achieve. When they're driven apart, Salinger gets away, he gets off, and Hogarth becomes his attorney and all the bad stuff starts happening. Yeah. It's like... about that whole, I guess it's the same as what we were talking about the other day, where we were, oh, no person is an island. You need to have a team around you. I can't remember, but we've had that conversation before. It was a nice conversation. It's it was a really nice conversation. I like that conversation, yeah. Because we agreed was, with each other. It was an endgame. I think it might have been whatever it was before endgame, you know. Shadow and dagger. Dagger and... Cloak and dagger. Shadow and dagger. <laughs> Shadow and stabby. Shadow. There's creepy. We were saying about that. They had to work in unison. Because mm. they're very yin and yang and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jessica always looks to find evidence against someone and get them arrested. But Trish is looking to fully, like, beat them up. On paper, then, she does look like the, the all-American gal. Whereas Jessica's more like a sort of, you know, she drinks, she's a bit goth, I guess, in a really mm. low-key way. She's not really, but she's got dark hair. Because Jess is, Jess is so much less approachable in person, but actually does yeah. have the moral compass. Whereas Trish is sort of falsely approachable, um, but is does not have the moral compass i suppose mm. yeah that's so true mm. that's a very good way of looking at it and it's proof that you should never judge a book by its cover <laughs> oh my god did you come up with that saying i did it's good right oh they say well, they say you have baby brain after you give birth but you have not go <laughs> i'm as sharp as a whip <laughs> Which even <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with Malcolm and Eric's help, Jessica Jones manages to stop Trish from outrightly murdering Salinger. And she also um, tricks Salinger into capturing her, but she records his confession to murder. In yes. And this leads to him being arrested. But, and I can't for the life of me remember why she does this or if there is a reason, but Jessica Jones is like, well, Salinger's arrested, so I'm just going to uncapture Trish now and everything's going to be fine. But of course, that's a load of cod swallow because Tristan just goes and murders Salinger in the lift. And people who witnessed it. Yes, yes, a load of people witness it. And that's where Jerry Hogarth sees the dead body and she's like, oh, I was involved. Yeah, I have done wrong. That's the first time she ever realizes. So it's a dark moment for everyone involved, really. I don't know. I agree with you. Like it is a bad move from Jess. It was a massive miscalculation. I don't get why was, she did that at all. It was weirdly easy for them to catch a Trish as well, because she always follows the same routine. She's like, I'm gonna go over here and do my stakeout, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do it. so you know, they do capture her. And, and she just sort of gets tied up. Like she's not too strong to get out of it or something. Or yeah. I guess they just tie her up a bit tighter and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they were struggling to conclude this, the writers. So they were like, she captures her and then she lets her get away. Huh? Yeah. And like the way Jessica defeats Sandra feels a bit like hollow as well in a weird way. It's like, <gasps> I, get, well, I guess also because they're setting up for the fact that he gets killed and you almost kind of mm. want him to be killed because he is super well that's it isn't it you're supposed to feel utter horror at this point and i kind of like dramatized it when i explained it but i didn't really feel much for it i was kind of like well we want him to die he's the villain he's killed lots of people and okay trish has done it and she wasn't supposed to i get that but like so what <laughs> i don't see him being re rehabilitated to be honest no no I, I, I normally am very much like, you know, 
knows the death penalty. People, you know, there has to be a chance at redemption. But I felt like he was just, you know, he he nah. was he wasn't very shades of grey. I think nah, that was the was... problem. Was there wasn't like Jessica doesn't want Trish to kill him because she just doesn't want there to be this constant cycle of crime and murder, and that's understandable. But it would have been even more horrifying for Trish to do so if maybe he was a more yeah a more shady gray character maybe someone who had less control over himself or something I don't I don't know I'm just picking yeah. suggestions no out, I agree know. I think you would have needed something like that like understood what drove him to be this way you know like mm. Daredevil normally gives us the backstory of a villain or mm. and it should become more about how you know yeah people exist who do psychopathic things but then society fails them like mm. often if if they are an abusive person it's probably because they've been abused and no one's helped them and no one's done anything about it and then society will sort of totally you know vilify them but it's society who produced this and that they, they, they needed something like that in there it just felt very simplistic let's go i've only got one more paragraph left of plots let's do this yeah. <laughs> um so with hogarth's help Jessica Jones manages to get Trish arrested, but she vaguely helps anyway. Um, and uh, Trish is then taken to the raft. And I haven't heard the raft mentioned in a while, actually. When they mentioned the raft, I was like, oh, yeah, the raft. It's like Azkaban. It is like Azkaban. They ship. Mm. Yeah. I they wonder need... if she stole that. Mm. They, need, um, they need some scenes on the raft. Well, maybe they don't, because then it's left really mysterious. <gasps> a spin-off about the raft, I hear. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Happy Hogarth visits the raft. La 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 la. The raft would be great because it could it's full really... of a crazy bunch of characters. You'd have a jaunty little sh- sea shanty as the as the jingle for it. Like oh ho ho ho, we're all in the raft today. <laughs> and there's like several side characters who are all you know really quirky and short because they're not yeah. the main character. Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> I'd be it's Luke Cage isn't it who persuades Jess to turn Trish over to because he had to do the same to his brother yes basically. he had to it's about sort of realizing that sometimes you've got to bring down someone who's close to you because that's what well it's not not something that one would identify with but it's what superheroes have to do sometimes <laughs> yeah I didn't identify with it at all um Kith breaks off with Hogarth good idea quite frankly um She's like, I'm not feeling this psychopathic tendencies. I'm out. Um, And Jessica Jones nearly leaves New York City, but she doesn't because she has some kind of vision of Kilgrave saying, yes, it's the right thing to do. So she's like, actually, no, I'll do the reverse and goes back. And that's the Uh, end. He'd done a number on her if he learned about reverse psychology, wouldn't he? Mm, mm. That's how he went wrong. But it's not even him. It's just her projection of him. Her brain, well, they have to get him in because he was, let's face it, the best villain they've ever had in Marvel. He was so frightening. So freaking frightening. You know what I quite liked in the finale is, um, obviously, Eric wants to be involved with Jess heroically and romantically. Mm. Um, but she's like, I don't trust you enough. Dot, dot, dot. Hint, hints that the answer is yet. And he doesn't like, go nuts over that or like go oh well then we can't be friends or anything he just sort of goes off to try and make it so that she will trust him and it kind of leaves it open that possibly one day there might be a chance for that you know that is very true that is very true and I think they do they go really well together like I like how he's just as like sardonic and kind of like 
throws it back at her and she obviously kind of likes it like I liked the vibe they had the two of them Um, I did too and like if she's going to be with someone who's not Luke which kind of feels like they're going to have to do at this point because Mm. they've just never had that vibe really Mm. um well I guess they kind of did they'd need to do some work if they were going to get them together in the comic book ways but I think to have Jessica say I love you to someone you'd have to really develop that and do that in a in a very Jessica Jones way otherwise you'd end up forsaking the character and we love the character for her lack of sentimentality um or I do yeah. anyway why well, do too but I, she is very sentimental in the um the comics where she and Luke end up together actually hmm. um like they've, they've obviously been like what's the word friends of benefits for a while in the comics mm. and she's pregnant with his baby she's mm. actually dating ant-man in the comics when she finds out she's pregnant and Ant-Man's like, oh, it's, it's my baby and she's like no it's not it's luke cage's baby so that's awkward um but then she's like the story of how she and luke cage first met is told and it's like they were both at a crime scene as vigilantes Hmm. And I love when I'm telling you this, like it's gossip. I just realized my voice is doing like they're both at a crime scene. Oh my god! Uh, and they um they kill a bunch of people or whatever. You know they they, they don't kill a bunch of people. It's not very superior. They capture a bunch of people and hand them over to the police. Right. But there's some there's some kids there. Like one of the criminals has kids, and Jess is like, um, you know what are we going to do about these kids? I could take them in. And they're like, mm, you can't because you're a vigilante. You'd have to give us like your name and an address. Mm. And she does. So she's like, oh, fine. I'm not a vigilante anymore. She pulls off the mask and signs over as Jessica Jones. And then Luke Cage shows up at her flat and there's like pancakes and helps her look after the kids. Oh, that's kind of their first meeting. It's kind of cute, right? That is cute. I like that. I'm gonna to have to read these comics. I don't have to borrow them off you. I can, bo- I can lend you the, the Jessica Jones comics are really good. Alias, mm. they're called. Ah, wow, interesting. I have found a fun quiz, a fun <gasps> Buzzfeedy kind of. Quiz. I was gonna to have to tell you I hadn't made one. <laughs> I, I wouldn't like... expect you to. Um, not for like a third series because we realised that as series go on, there's less to talk about in terms of factoids. So yeah. I mean, I would try, but it would be very boring. Like, what, what was Hogarth wearing in episode two? <laughs> <laughs> a, a very, very dark um, suit Super. is what she always wears. It's all she Surprise, wears. it was. Um, this is called, which Jessica Jones character should you team up with? Oh, not B. No, not B, team up with. Yeah, that's why I picked it. So I was like, that's different. Um, a lot of it is pictures, so I'm going to have to describe these pictures as best I can. But generally, <laughs> they are um, easy to describe. So, first I of all, hold them up to the camera, but I've just realised it's going to be on a screen, isn't it? Uh, oh, that's well, no, it's on this screen. It's on my iPad screen, so I can. Do oh, it. mini but, screen. So you can do that. There's only you one can... where it might be str- a struggle to um, describe it. Anyway, um, pick some weather, and I've got a stormy picture, a cloudy picture, a sunny picture, or a rainy picture. Pick some weather for what? Like to in to be in? Um I I if it specified it, I would have read the whole question to you. I literally says pick some weather. Stop uh, okay. nitpicking. I, it's just hard to know, like pick some weather to avoid. Um I like sitting inside and hearing a storm, you know, if I'm indoors. Oh, like a thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah, that is fun. Okay. Um pick a drink. Oh, they've got them named. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so they've got craft beer. Vodka cranberry, 
bourbon or bourbon bourbon i've never said it you know bourbon sounds like a biscuit but yeah bourbon is a biscuit <laughs> that's the <laughs> jolly little biscuit bourbon or a gin and tonic oh um gosh they're all alcoholic and you don't really drink no i know as i was thinking it's like a bourbon biscuit does sound delightful right now um, <laughs> i guess a craft beer is probably the easiest one right i'll go with that okay pick another marvel superhero and this choice of four is a bit random. Three of them are connect are kind of connected, and there's one real like curveball. So you got Daredevil, mm-hmm. Captain America, Iron Man, or Hope Van Dyne. It's nice they for a woman in there. I, I, I do, but like I they've gone for someone who's not even like Black Widow status. Some like like no no nothing gets Hope Van Dyne. But I'm like, oh okay, she's there. <laughs> well, maybe they're comic book fans because she's one of the original Avengers in the comics. Uh, maybe. I'll take Hope because she's pretty capable, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. And she's got little wings. She could fly me around. Oh, pick a companion. This is where I'm going to have to show because there's two dogs and two cats um, rather than four different types of animals. So oh, okay. we've got a little Jack Russell and then a bigger dog and then two cats um, and they are just cats. <laughs> well, one's quite a sassy little cat. The one in the bottom right is like doing like a so what? It's got, okay. it's got, it's that emoji where someone's got their, the woman's got their hand up. It's yeah. the emoji where you say something like sassy and it's like, bam. Apparently that emoji is meant to be like a haircut emoji. Yeah, I know. And no one uses it for that. No, it's like, Shh, I'm sassy. I want the big dog because he's got a nice smile. Yeah. And he's sticking his head out the window with joyfulness. That's quite nice, mm. isn't it? Okay. Pick a holiday aesthetic. Um, and by that, we've got Halloween, Christmas, uh, I assume this is, yeah, that's Thanksgiving and some people on a beach. You know I'm going to pick Halloween. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. That's your birthday. Yeah. <gasps> you should team up with Trish Walker. No, she's evil. <laughs> mm, only in the last series. She will help you fight whatever you need to fight, emotionally, physically, and then be there to binge watch things in your sweats afterwards. <laughs> I don't think she will. She might try and stab me. I've seen her so do it. You couldn't ask for a better friend to have your back. I wonder if actually the, the third series haven't come out at this point. Maybe I should have picked Christmas. Oh, my God, no. This is only after the first series came out. So, yeah, oh, <laughs> this is based oh, on that. Don't, they don't know. They have no idea. That's so cute. Okay, well. <laughs> How funny. Right, my turn. Okay. To be so. fair, we were very enamoured with her after the first series as well. We were. And she could be redeemable if she's gone to the raft. She could. Now, tell me which weather you're going to pick and why you're picking it, because I like to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to pick sunny weather because... It does just make me happy when it's sunny. But don't you just love having like a hot drink and listening to the rain outside while you're reading? It's true. I do like that. But then I don't like going out in the rain. Whereas when it's sunny, I like to be inside with the windows open and outside. So it's a Perfect. multifunctional weather, you know? Yeah, I'm, I burn easily, so I don't care for the sun. Oh, me too. That's true. But, you know, I still care for it. Um, mm-hmm. My drink is going to be a gin and tonic of these four. Of course it is. Of course. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Marvel superhero. I'm going to go with Hope Van Dyne as well because I'm a feminist. You are. There's and... one thing about you. It's that. Okay, right. <laughs> and I'm going to pick the happy little Jack Russell with the toy in his mouth. Oh, it's good that we both went for dogs. We're dog people. We are dog people, definitely. I don't like cats at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick holiday aesthetic. I'm going to go for the beach. 
For what holiday is that? I guess it's 4th of July, right? I think it's meant to be just like people on a beach. Like it's holiday as in a national holiday, but also a going on holiday. Oh. Oh my God, I got Trish Walker as well. You picked wildly different options. I know. This happens a lot, doesn't it? I think most of these quizzes just have one outcome. Is that all? We just are similar, but in different ways. Oh my God. This is this is the ultimate discovery now. I literally picked completely different answers to all of yours, apart from Hope Van Dyne. That's it. It was the Hope Van Dyne element. It I was obviously that, wasn't it? All different answers with like a male superhero in it. But like, oh, you're, you get Hogarth. <laughs> let me try it, actually. Let me try it. Just, let me see if I can get a different answer just by lying. Um, let's, let's be someone weird. Ask me. So, wait, so we like... <laughs> cloudy who doesn't love a cloudy day yeah that's true the blandest of all the days um bourbon would you like a bourbon yep i say i say it like it's a totally alien word now the bourbon Bourbon. um you say it like it's a (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, daredevil captain america or iron man uh go for like captain america i think that's quite opposite isn't it yeah let's do it uh, we've got to pick a cat for the companion. So yeah. the sassy, sassy black cat. Sassy black yeah. cat. Sassy black cat. <laughs> um, holiday aesthetic. Should we do Thanksgiving? Because we're British. And we yes, we would it. never pick that. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Malcolm Ducasse. There we go. <laughs> the sweetest, truest Hufflepuff would also make the sweetest, truest companion. Oh, ouch. They called him a Hufflepuff. Oh, do you not like Hufflepuff? No one likes Hufflepuff. Oh, I feel bad for them. So ironically, it's like the most anti-JK house because the song's like, we'll take the lot. Like everyone's allowed in this it house. Is, it is very like, yeah, we'll take anyone because we're yeah. just desperate for it. <laughs> we have nothing going for us. No, I like them. They're less there are like, like groups of um, internet warrior Hufflepuffs who are really reclaiming the name of Hufflepuff. Well, I, I do feel the reason I'm saying I like it is I remember back in day when it was a big thing, I did the Hogwarts sorting quiz on Pottermore. Oh, uh, you were Hufflepuff. Yeah. It was like, you're kind and loyal. I was like, that's all I've got going for me. Just that people might take advantage of me. Is there nothing good else going <laughs> on? Can I be shrewd or cunning? No, nothing. <laughs> right. We have a film next. Yay! <gasps> Which film? It's Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. It's oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Is it Far From Home or No Place Like Home or? Homecoming. No, it must be Far Home From Sweet Home. Sweet Home. No, home. not Home. Homecoming was the first one. Far From Home. There we go. Yeah. What was the third one called? No Way Home. That was it. I was like, it has home in the title. Home Alone. Home That's Alone. What... <laughs> Spider-Man Home Alone 3. Yeah. You know, in um, the comics of Jessica Jones, her and Spider-Man were in school together. You mentioned, yeah. Get a little crush on him. They should reference that at some point. They should, but also he's much younger than her in the Marvel Universe. So it'd be weird. Yeah, but then he'd be eventually of age. Well, you could say about any child and it would be still weird, would it not? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Just <laughs> only in the legal sense, not weird. In the moral sense, but maybe a bit weird. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, love does not knoweth age, except in the legal sense. Yes, yes, it's very important. Anyway, I don't think I, I'm assuming there's no reference to Jessica Jones in the next Spider-Man film, but you know who knows? We'll see in the next episode. No, no reference to Jessica. Oh, oh! Don't leave me like that. 
You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode. Thank you.